Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> uh, no Holds Barred uh, episode, I can't remember, 40, no, 12, 13 of second series. Uh, I'm joined on the line by Austin, uh, and, and, and those of uh, the patrons will know him as Bethnal Green Bear. Where's, uh, where, where does that name, because that is a great name, great nickname, where does that come from? Um, I used to live in Bethnal Green, and yep. my nickname was Bear. <laughs> Why? What's, what's Bear about? Um... Uh, I like to get naked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look a bit like a bear. I guess I don't know. Yeah, you do. You do look. Like you, give, you give a good cuddle. I do, man. I give the best bear hugs. Honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, one day I hope to be in your warm embrace. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're currently in, in Iceland, right? Yeah. What are you doing there then? Well. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, long story or short story? <laughs> well, let's let's have. Um, is it a good story? No, <laughs> no, not at all. all right, let's have the short story. Then. Good, right? Um, we were. Uh, I was in Nepal uh, a couple of years ago. And we met some people out there, some Polish people, and they basically said, um, "Yeah, they were travelling and they'd saved up loads of money from working in Iceland." And we were like, "Oh, okay, cool." So um, when we finished traveling in Nepal and stuff, we went and applied for uh, some work in Iceland and couldn't get any work. So we thought, fuck it, we'll just go out there and do some volunteering. And you know, Was happens. it well paid, though, the, the, what you, you were applying well, for? Was the money good? N- no, I mean, it's well, I mean, it's not shit. It's not amazing. It's not shit. But um, it's I think uh, I tried to do the, uh, uh, the conversion. Is it comparable to London? Uh, well, so it depends what you do. But like this, this is minimum wage work. Um, but right. it's like, um, I think the minimum wage is about 330,000 kroner, which basically translates or used to basically translate to uh, dollars. So you'd basically say $3,300 US dollars. Um, and then you can obviously do the conversion to pounds from there. But um, so I don't know, maybe 2,000 pounds a month, maybe or something. So, okay, well, so that's that's the lowest you can yeah, that's earn. The minimum, 2, that's but not the, bad, is the it? Reason, I mean, it's not bad, but the reason it's actually works out well is because if you're working at a guest house or a hotel or, or restaurant or something like that, generally you'll get your food and your accommodation either for free or for really reduced amounts. So yeah. basically, you're earning two thousand pounds, but you're basically saving two thousand pounds. So, like, yeah. even working in a bank in London, like I wasn't putting away two grand a month. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of almost better than, you know, slogging your guts out in an office, sort of coming out here having an adventure and earning a bit of money. So, okay, so so you've gone over there, and obviously the coronavirus has hit, and everything's shut down, and you can't earn any money, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So we came over like two years ago. And did like uh, 10 months and then went back and did some more volunteering somewhere else last year and then come back a little bit last year. But then, yeah, this year we come back early, say like the end of Jan. And um, yeah, basically Jan was, wasn't too bad. And then after that, or Jan, Feb wasn't too bad. And then after that, it's just literally fallen off a cliff. So, so yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of here now and work has stopped. So we've kind of been made 
made uh, unemployed. So um, uh, we were allowed to stay in the in one of the guest houses for kind of free or just do a few little things around. But um, but yeah, we kind of kind of stuck. But I mean, as as places go, it's pretty pretty cool place to be stuck um are you are you planning to get back to england or is it is this this is your home well, i don't know man so we were, ride it out yeah well that's it like, like you know my mum lives back in england i'm, I'm renting my flat out so I, I can't go back there hopefully they can carry on working and paying the rent so that'd be good um uh so i could in theory go back to to um my mum's but I don't know if I want to travel all the way through Reykjavik, through Iceland, back into England, and then back, you know, over. Really, um, seems that, like a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, my girlfriend Kaz, I mean, she's can go back to Poland, but her nan lives with her mum, mum and dad, and they've both got all got res- respiratory uh, issues, so she doesn't want to, you know, yeah. risk going back there. So we are kind of stuck. But like I say, we're trying to um uh like apply for for uh, unemployment benefit here because we've done a couple of years work here and we're seeing if we can do that and if we can then cool and if not i don't know we'll make a choice really but um it shouldn't really cost us anything while we're out here but it's just uh i mean yeah it doesn't yeah i don't know it's- well the reason why we the reason why we're doing this pod and why i want to talk to you is because yep. um on on the phone in show the fighting got phone in show uh, you you let it slip that you was in you worked in quite a high profile, you know, lots of money, lots of decadence, probably uh, a job in London. You you're in what was you an investment banker? Was it? Well, yeah, I mean, but there are, there's it's it's a it's a very large uh, scale of uh, of jobs in investment banking. Um, yeah, so what were you doing? Well, so I was, I mean, so there's basically three three kind of areas. You've got the um, front office, which are the dudes that you read about in the papers getting million pound bonuses and shit. And they basically make the decisions on what to invest in. And then you've got the middle office people that kind of place those uh, deals and, you know, things like that. And then you've got the people at the back office, the drones, the, you know, the, the just normal office workers that have to kind of make it all make it all work and match and, you know, um, and make sure it doesn't you know, go through any tolerances and stuff. So, so I was basically just, it was just sort of, you know, office work, but it was, um, but you know, we were dealing with, dealing with billions and billions and billions and shit every day. So, um, well, so what, what you thought, are you talking about like huge amounts of money going through the office every day? Not yeah, I mean, numbers, numbers wise. Yeah. Um, like it was, you know, these, these, the funds that we were we were um, uh, calculating the the prices for. I mean, they were you know hundreds of millions and billions of pounds worth of worth of investments. But um, so how how does this business work? Like what what, what how, how do they make money? <laughs> um, well, you've got you've got people. Well, I mean, so the investment bank investment banks they you know they they take people's money and uh, and obviously place you know make investments for them and they charge charge a fee to do that um the bank that i did um they they kind of um because a few banks over the years have gone collapsed because of dodgy dealings and shit like that you basically you can have if you're an investment bank you can do the trading as as what you do but then you have to um uh, get a third party to do the uh looking after the money and another third party to do all your accounts and all the all the um, sort of processing. So you need it all separate. So you, basically, someone can't just you know be naughty and, and take all the money and, and fuck around with the numbers. So basically, my bank that uh, that I work for, they did their own investment banking, but they also did a lot of the um, administration for other investment banks. So um yeah but um yeah so that's that's basically this this company was the biggest in the world at doing that um what was the question uh, what was it what you in liverpool street were you um well it started off started off in the city but we moved to um uh, canary wharf yeah so so you know the epicenter of money really the yeah. way the way the way the, the 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 biggest sort of contributor to the british economy is the financial markets and the districts right so Disgusting. you know we yeah. don't yeah. We don't make anything. We don't do anything, no, no. but we do. We do have a, a very powerful financial financial district of which you was a part, right? Yeah, begrudgingly, but yeah. Yeah, look, look I, I mean, I'm not, no one's judging you here, mate. It's just <laughs> uh, uh, look, we're trying to get to the facts, right? You, that's that's what you you was doing. And um, uh, can I be so crass as to ask? And this yeah. 
kind of leads into the conversation going forward but as to the kind of money you was on was you earning good money or um about about two two million a year maybe you was on two million (laughs) a year no fuck it i was (laughs) jeez (laughs) no i don't know um i think maybe uh, see about i don't know 40 or 50 grand maybe nothing nothing major um, it's not, yeah. I, I, I guess it's not major compared to no, no, what, who, not, the people exactly. you're surrounded by. No, ex- exactly. It's uh, relative, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I, I had loads of mates that you know were artists and you know worked in and TV and things like that, and they'd be going, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" All the money you office people are working, but like all the office people would still be just as skint as those guys. They just have a, you know, it costs more to even stupid things like have lunch and things like that in Canary Wharf. Yeah. You can't have lunch for less than a tenner every day. You know, it's. I know it sounds silly, but all, it all no, up. no, but it's um... no, no. It does, it does. I mean, look, fifty quid uh, a week, and, and and you're probably spending more because you're getting breakfast on the way in. Of course, uh, you spend but... it lunch, and that, and that's what I've found. Like since leaving yeah. leaving London, yeah. um, spending so much less on 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 just food and surviving. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You, like you go to you go to Pret and you don't think about it. And look, these are first world problems. But you go to Pret Pret, yeah. you don't you don't you know you don't really bat an eyelid at spending six seven quid on a coffee and some breakfast. Then at lunchtime you're spending another ten 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 pound. By the end of the month, you're racking up close to three hundred quid in in, yeah, in lunch and yes. I mean, especially like you know, as I was saying before, the 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 working environment, or you know, it just got so so mental. So you were like, instead of going out and having a beer on a Thursday or a Friday or something like that, you were pretty much having a drink every night because every night you're going fucking hell, what a day that. All right, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're definitely gonna right, get okay. to that, Austin. Right. But right, so so what, how old was you when you started in working in the city? Um. I don't know that, a uni, uh, probably about 22, 23, maybe. And your motive was just to, to earn money, to do a job that, 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 yeah, that created you a lifestyle? I mean, even even now, I still don't know what I want to do. Um, uh, it's basically, you just kind of, I don't know, going through school, you're like, well, what can I what can I do? Or not even what can I do, but what am I right at? What wouldn't I mind mm. doing? So basically went through finance and got a, a degree in... Um, uh, yeah, finance basically, and um, and then after that, you're like, well, I could do that. I think you earn a, a white money. That'll probably pay for a bit of a life. Okay, cool. Um, and it's only it's only um, you know, we're friend, my friends in London. So I grew up in Essex, but you know, I moved to London um, uh, um, after uni. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, you're all different. Obviously, a lot more different, kind of diverse, um, you know, people and, and careers and stuff in in London. Um, and my London friends, you know, completely doing all completely different, different um, work and, and, you know, still going out and having a beer and everything. You know, you couldn't really tell who did what when you're out, um, you know, for a night out. Um, and I just found that it was such a such a wake up that like sort of growing up, my dad was kind of, um, you know, lower class and then done quite well. Um, and got into sort of uh, metal broken uh, in in the city, and so that was kind of you know stepped up a little bit. And from all what do you mean by me- metal broken? Oh, so like it's like basically like stock broken, but they're trading in millions gold. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all precious metals and, and and steel and stuff for for stuff. I don't know, but yeah. So so the broken side of it, um, and um, and yeah, it was kind of real eye opener that like oh fuck, you don't have to. You don't have to sit in an office and do a job that you hate to still kind of have a life. It was it was a real, a real strange moment um, that that I I kind of had this linear kind of way that I thought you had to, or even subconsciously thought you had to kind of have your life, like you know, get a degree, get a get a decent office job, and then try and work your way up. And then you kind of meet mm. all these you know, really cool people, and they they're like, oh no, no, you don't have to do that at all. You're like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what. So 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 um, what what was this office environment like? Uh, what 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 you know what 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 pressures were you put under? How how did the office function? What how how, how much care was there from the management? So um, you know what? First, firstly, what you know? What describe in, in kind of in, in a short way? Describe your your kind of day to day. Well, I, I mean, I do. I did different jobs. What time would you get in? Um, uh, say, 
Um, probably around, I don't know, probably between seven and eight, I guess, in the morning. Maybe it kind of depends and, what, what your job was that day. But yeah, you'd, yeah, probably between seven and eight, I'd say. And what time uh, would you leave? Um, well, uh, yeah, like I say, it, the, the industry had changed towards the end uh, compared to the start. But towards the end, you know, we weren't leaving. I'd say I'd say like a few years before, we it would be once, maybe once a week that you'd you'd be in proper late and a couple of times a month when something would go terribly wrong and you'd be there till you know midnight one o'clock and by the time i left it was probably four out of five days a week that you were there till i don't know nine or ten and and then so you're, you're getting in at seven and come yeah yeah and then so, and then so what... you'd have at least three or four times a month, five or six times a month, where something would go terribly wrong, and you're there till one or two. Um, and was 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 uh, and so and you'd go home, you'd sleep for a couple of hours, and you'd be back in at seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so what 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 was happening that cha- that changed the culture in the office? Um, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is it the financial cu- crisis? Or? No, no, I don't know if the culture changed necessarily. But if you're, if you. I'm just trying to think of an analogy. If you're squeezing, if you're, <laughs> this is going to be a hot, terrible analogy. If you're squeezing yeah. a toothpaste yeah. and you're, and it starts to go and you're squeezing it from the bottom, then you're trying to make sure you get as much toothpaste out all the time. The, the problem is that can only last so long. Till you, end up, you end up with an empty tube. You, well, exactly. But you're squeezing it until there's nothing left to get out almost. So, but, but but why 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 did they was it new management was it new people in charge how did no, no, that no, change? That's what I'm saying. I think the culture is always always the same. But if you're trying to always outdo the competition, always drop your prices to beat the competition, always trying to be more product uh, or more uh, cost effective, more productive, they kind of, that that mentality didn't change. But they didn't really implement anything to to make it successful. Like there was the computer systems we used were absolute dog shit they were kind of made for purpose in the 80s i think but the like the different the, the, the um uh the type of investments that that were now available over the years were just so more complicated than the system was made to built to handle that in, you know doing a process didn't take 10 seconds it took two minutes and it was just a fucking gamble and luck whether it come off or not on the system so there's so many workarounds. What, and so what many... Is, so can you exp- explain that in a way that does, like, someone who wasn't in that office and doesn't understand the system? What 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 do you mean? It was luck. Yeah? Like how? Well, how, well like system... and what and what would the what would the consequence of it either coming off or not coming off mean? So I mean, like I say, we were back office. So this wasn't like we were putting trades through, actually physically putting trades through that would in the real world go through but we could make mistakes that would cause the price the thing that we were meant to price be completely off and they would have to pay fines the company would have to pay fines so um, sorry so yeah. there's so much interesting stuff about this so <laughs> what what do you mean about the the the, the things that you're, you're you're supposed to price or what what was you selling what was the product all right no so these would just be uh like investment funds so and um, and if you got it wrong, what would the, what would the price be? To, what would the fines be? Uh, well, I mean, it could be depending on how wrong you got it, um, but also <laughs> it depends on what type of error it was. Uh, like if you put the wrong price out of for some for people to invest in, then um, that's one type of error. If it, if you put the price out that was correct but late, that couldn't get to the Financial Times or Reuters in time for them to published for people to be out invest then you'd get uh fines but if you so you rely relying on print and, and and internet media uh well i mean there's probably there's probably other ways that they were uh, that they were um uh, the prices were going out but but historically those were still kind of the deadlines that you had to meet kind of the uh, i don't even know if it'd be print anymore with financial times but definitely you know those were the those were the things yeah. i remember uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't ever really that, that the end, the end of that side. It was just, you know, you, you know, you had to hit, hit these sort of pricing points and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, you, you'd be hundreds, hundreds of thousands, 20,000s, hundreds of thousands in fines. 
but but more more importantly for the company it's kind of they get they get um the uh oh, jesus christ what am i thinking of the uh people in, the people overseeing it fucking hell what am i talking about who are they Oh, oh, <laughs> supervisors? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, regulators. Thank you, Jesus. Regulators. It's been a while. It's been a while, mate. It's um, all right, mate. I'm sorry. I'm asking a lot of questions. Yeah, no, no. Um, so, uh, like, you know, you've got to, you have to, the, the all investment banks and stuff, they have to uh, go follow strict, albeit, uh, you know, strict sort of guidelines or, or um, rules set by the uh, regulators. And they'll try and push push those boundaries as much as they can. As soon as they start, either breaching those rules or breaching them uh you know more often than they should do they'll start getting um fines and stuff but also they'll start getting sort of bad reputations and and you know that's when biz that's when it kind of affects business properly um when they're you know they're not seen to be uh, a good place to have your business kind of thing yeah yeah i understand so 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 you were there for how many years did you wear uh the last bank i was at was probably about 12 years i think um, right so you, you were there a long a long time how old are you yeah. now mate uh 43 <laughs> so you <laughs> nice so you left you left uh you left uni you went into a job at yeah. what 2021 20, yeah 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 around that time yeah and and you lasted till 43 yeah no sorry 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 no you lasted two when did you leave uh else oh, uh, uh two two three years ago two three years ago yeah. so what so what 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 made you because your your life now is completely different as we said at the top of the podcast that you you're now you're volunteering you're working in iceland to earn minimum wage or more but you know at the very least minimum wage um, you've just the people that are listening to this who don't know your story, you haven't listened to the other podcast, the main podcast. You know, you've just walked a thousand miles across Spain. Your life's changed dramatically, hasn't it? So, yeah. So, 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 what, 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 what? How did you reach a point where you thought I can't do this anymore? Because so many people listening to this are are feeling the same. Like I had the same thing. Yeah. Like when I when I left, I left Bull Street to to work on the Fighting Cock. I had no idea. That if I was going to be able to sustain myself, I didn't know whether or not I could make it work. And I, I was desperate to it because I, I I I just got to a point where I had to jump, and if well, I didn't it. jump, did you, yeah, did you I, find, I would have. Yeah, did you find that it was you got to the point of I've got I've got no other options here. I either do carry on doing this and be fucking yeah. miserable, or I take a yeah. chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to say that I wasn't I wasn't miserable. It was just abundantly clear to me that this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to be getting on a tube and going into London and working in a high-pressure situation where, in my instance, it wasn't the same as yours because it wasn't you know, tens of millions of pounds resting on on, on your work. But it, it, it was a case of there is this option over there that I can either go for and, and jump for and, and, and I might like jump for it and miss and fall but I can try. Yeah. And so I just thought, I've got to. And, and obviously, I, I've said this many times on the podcast, my missus, uh, where I have now, is, is out in the country, so far away from from from, from London and, and the city, that I just thought, I've got to go for it, because that's really what I want. Yeah. And, and and that's what I did. I, I jumped, and, and it's worked out because of people like you and everybody who listens to this who's supporting and, and become patrons and enjoying the, the additional content that we make. I just felt like... I had to at yeah. that point, and if it all fails, I can go and work in a pub or whatever it is. But I mean, to be, it to be fair though, Flev, like you know, people, you know, in theory, paying for something that they were already getting, i.e., the podcast. Yeah, but you've really stepped up. I'm not trying to blow wind up your pipe, but you really have stepped up with the extra stuff you're doing. Like I've I've seen other patrons, and they're doing very little for the the money that you're now giving them you know it's still pretty much the same shit but you might get your name at the end of the youtube video or something like that i mean you've really, oh, that... you've really put your foot down and you know put so much more content out thank you mate that's really 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 appreciated because you know you know on the patreon no one like you don't get any feedback so you don't know so people listen and then they, they go about their day as, as they should yeah. but you don't you don't know if people are enjoying it um but I, i've just kind of tried to do stuff that i would enjoy listening to yeah. and like, like like this this is I, i'm fascinated by this conversation anyway look get off let's get off me <laughs> let, let, um 
so 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 yeah what, what how how did you reach a point where you thought i can't i can't do this and and, and what what was it what was it yeah. that made you well, jump I, I know i think i said it on the well i said it on the um no i was barred didn't i the the, the phone in sorry that there was yes you yeah did. there was a, i think the year before uh i left um like it, it got so the the I think the problem, well, okay, the problem with like big companies is they always try and keep you on your toes. They don't want you to get too settled or too happy. They'll never give you a bonus that's good enough for you to go, cool, fuck it, I'll leave. They won't give you a pay rise that's worth anything. They'll keep on moving your desks around and, you know, you know so about it. So you think there's some sort of insidious sort of plan to, to, to keep you there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a million percent. They were, How does there was, that, so, so yeah, so, it's, so it's mad. Like every every year, our company would have record profits every year, and the the week before that we were getting our pay rises and bonuses, the email would go out to all the managers and go right just to just to let you know you need to tell all the staff that we need to really uh, tighten our tighten our uh, waistbands this year. We you know this next year is going to be really difficult, so we need really need. A- Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Focus and be careful of our finances. And you know, that was so every year you'd have that just before they gave you like the bare minimum pay rise if you got a pay rise or bonus if you got a bonus. Like and you've just seen them get, you know, record profits. And every- so they could afford it, but they they created a, a culture, or they created a. Uh, there, there was a there was there was there, there's a, 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 manip- a manipulation a, 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 a psychology to Absolutely. keeping people. Absolutely, yeah, there really is, really is. You get, you make them too happy, um, and and they they will leave. Or oh, that was their that was their thinking anyway. Um, and and so um, yeah, but basically, um, so for so for the year before I quit there was the pressure got so much it was taken on they were doing their usual every six month redundancies even when they couldn't people couldn't there was not enough people in teams to do the um sorry one second huh? okay so sorry my girlfriend's just flooded the flat okay that's good <laughs> do you want to stop recording no are you right Cass? yeah she's right no school sorry cheers okay that's uh, all right, no. <laughs> um uh so yeah so uh uh, yeah, there, there would, every every year they do redundancies, and you already go in. We haven't got enough people in our team to to you know do the work anyway. Um, but they need to get they you know it's coming down. We need to get rid of more people, but they'd still take on more clients and more work. So it's just it was just going spiraling, spiraling. And so so, so the, the 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 workforce knew the money was coming in. They weren't yeah. replacing people. They were increasing yeah. workload. Yeah. And well, what 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 the big companies do, and they've done it for a few years now, is they would um, get um, low low cost um, uh, um, offshoring centres. So basically, they would have like 
Mumbai or it started with Ireland, I think, Ireland, Mumbai, Philippines, Poland, and they would have open up um, offices out there that the obviously the uh, wage um, out in Poland is a lot less than in London. And they would try and move some of the work out from the London office to be done out in London. Um, and so basically then you would, your office is in London. The client still wanted you to be a sort of a London-based bank or American-based bank, but they would, um, but it's okay for you to get work done offshore and you could be here to sign, check it all and sign it all off kind of thing. So in that respect, they'll be getting rid of people in London so they could get more people uh, in the low cost areas which is fine in some respects, but they would be generally lesser qualified and wouldn't have the experience. So they would basically, you'd have to, uh, you know, it was getting so so bad that you would lose the experienced people that would be checking the work and getting uh, inexperienced, uh, lesser qualified people to do it. And then you'd still have to try and check it, but you wouldn't have the people to, to do it because they've got rid yeah. of all the experience. So. It was it, it was ridiculous. Um, you ha- you know having to cover more 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 people's jobs than there were people, kind of thing. Of course, and, and that that caused huge amounts of stress, didn't it? Because you, yeah, yeah. you want to perform and you want to do a good job. Absolutely. So what, what was you, you was talking about like how like um, ambulances were, yeah, yeah, were yeah. regular? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the year before I I left, there were there was uh, for yeah forty eight weeks out of the 52 of the year there was an ambulance parked outside at least at least right, one. So, so just just so so i can can understand that what 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 does that mean like what does that mean what why was there an ambulance parked outside of workspace they don't yeah they don't they don't just sit there i mean they have been that's been called there for a reason um and f- from what i've i saw about six people collapse um you know in our office collapse in what way what what, what do you mean like what um just well just pass why would out they be- or yeah, just because um, they're um, tired or they've been doing drugs no, or no, what? Well, not tired. No, it's just complete stress. Like your body just malfunctions. Basically, um, it's not like people are running around, but it's just the build-up of the stress. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, like you know, there's there's no reason for an ambulance to be called if it's anything not serious. Um, and um, yeah, like some some dude broke both his. Some dude broke. I'm not laughing. Some dude broke Sorry. broke both his collarbones, I think, because he he kind of had a kind of collapsed, but he collapsed onto a filing cabinet from oh first. God. I think he broke Fuck. both. His, so yeah, it's, um, but there was yeah, it's like I was saying, there was a dude. It was slightly older, but it was a dude that uh, was a couple of banker desks behind me, and he collapsed and died. Um, and they, oh the, 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 the how old was he? I don't know, probably, I think late 40s, early 50s or something. Um, Fuck, that's so young. Well, yeah. Um, and yeah, so you had, so you had um, the uh, the ambulance people working, they put a little little screen up around him, around his desk. and In your office? Yeah, yeah, literally 15 yards away from me, yeah, 20 yards away from me. And how, how, how do your bosses deal, like, how do they respond to this? It's, well... Is it just a case of just saying, well, this is the job you're in? Well... They're almost they're they're uh, they're an American bank, so they I think are they have the American culture, so they're quite uh, clued in with getting sued type of situation. So, mm. like you've got an email coming round saying, uh, "Yeah, sadly, uh, whoever uh, didn't didn't um, make it. Um, if anyone." feels they need to talk to a counsellor or or feels they need time off, then uh, let us know. But it was pretty much insinuated, well, not even insinuated, but it's pretty much, if not, business as usual, carry on. Prices have gone right. up. If, so, so hypothetically, if you did need to access a counsellor or you needed time off, how would that have been received? Well, I mean, I officially, I don't think anyone would have been out to say or do anything, but I don't think it would have really been <laughs> taken well. Well but then, received, but you, yeah. But you, but you also you wouldn't have wanted to do that anyway. You because you know you're working with these people, not your managers and stuff, um, but you're working with your colleagues, and you know how much, yeah, how much they're under. If you're honestly going to go, 
right, sorry, boys, I'm going to disappear for a week. Uh, good luck. You're putting it on them. As well. it, you know, there was there was really that much, that kind of thing as well. When someone's off ill, you're like, oh, my God, my day's going to be so much worse. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so so basically that was happening. And like I say, the, the, the um, business was saying, oh, yeah, we saw a lot of people have collapsed this year. So... And everyone's going, cool, what are they going to do? Uh, hire more staff, you know, give us, take less business. Yeah, so surely we'll, they've got to react. Yeah, but they did. They said, we'll give you a, a free health check. Oh, so God. if you're high risk, then... Was you you ever, know, did you ever get angry with them? Were you angry with them? Are you that angry was, that was our That was our energy, mate. That was our fuel, the anger. That's what kept us going every day. Yeah, but yeah. Do, you, like, do you go in there and kick the fuck out of them? That's what but, I'd want to do. Who, yeah, but everyone was always... All the managers, all the people above the managers, above the managers, they're all going. Well, it's not, it's not us, mate. It's coming from the top, you know. That's the, the... cleaners. Get the cleaners. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so, um, yeah. So that was kind of like, right? The company, that's bad. This is happening. But is the company going to do anything about it? No, they're not. They're just going to do the bare minimum so they don't get sued. And then the next year, when uh, uh, they said, right, okay, we can see that no one really collapsed this year, so we'll make it a free health check every two years now. Oh, and you're just like you, you dirty bastards! Like Scumbag. you're doing the bare minimum Scumbag. not to get sued. And it, do you know? Do you know what you walk around right, and you see these people in lovely houses? They live in the sandbanks, or 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 they've got a place in the Bahamas, they've got offshore bank accounts, and you think, how have they done that? How have, how have they amassed such wealth that they could afford themselves such a privileged and decadent lifestyle? Yes, they're not working and for a living, man. This is the fucking reason they're exploiting people. It's it really is to a, cer- to a certain level. It's it's as far as it can be a, an element of of manipulation and absolutely. I don't, I don't want to say slavery, but it's like that if you're generating massive amounts of wealth out of someone else's misery and you're putting them pushing yeah. people into a situation where they're feeling like you did where you or, or, or people are collapsing behind you and dying it, just so that it's not quite i mean obviously there are people in far worse situations it's not quite like the pyramids no but, no yeah no 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 yeah, of course of course more, but way more Austin, psychological it, than you than you would have expected but um, when you look at when you look at the Canary Wolf and you look at the business district and how how it's heralded in in our um, economy and how important it is, mm. the fact that this stuff is happening and 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 a man dying in his late forties, early early fifties, yeah, uh, because of the stresses of the job, is um is is fucking shocking. Yeah, was there was there a big uh, drug culture in 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 there? Was there a lot of people on um, cocaine? Um. Not, re- not really. Not what you oh, could see. No, only only social. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't like building the Tottenham Stadium. It wasn't like to those <laughs> to those not, levels. Was it Wolf or Wall Street? <laughs> no, I mean, as, like I say, we're the back office, so we're very much just normal office people. I did work in the middle office for a little bit, and that was a little bit more cheeky and a little bit, you know, we were a bit younger then as well. But that was a little bit more sort of untouchable almost um uh but yeah the back office no it's just just office work it was just and also you know you didn't really have the time to i don't know to try and enjoy it it wasn't (laughs) i mean probably would have helped us work to be fair but um no 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 fair enough not really what um so how how did it feel the moment you did leave that you made that you made that leap like what what what, was there something particularly just thought i've got to go because it's going to kill me or or... well well like i say so there was you know a a whole build-up of build-up of things um and you know i've talked about i talked about for a couple of years or a few years i really you know i knew quite i knew 10 years before that 15 years before that i'm thinking fuck is this it is this what does that mean okay maybe i will try and work a bit harder and try and get further up but i saw like over the last few years you saw that yeah, there was no real way you're getting anywhere near the top. Not at all. You know, you you're, you may get to become a, a, a slightly bi- a bigger middle manager or slightly above that, but you would, be, you you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to be, you're going to go up a couple of rungs in the ladder. Right, okay. Mm. Are you going to get so much more money then? No. Are you going to get more responsibility and more stress? Yes. Right, so this clearly isn't the route that you want to go down if you want to be happy. And actually... Um, 
so uh, Soph, you know, my niece that we did the walking for. Yeah, so this is, uh, so what was what was her condition and, what, and why did you raise the money for uh, So, So she had uh, Rett's syndrome, um, which is a sort of very debilitating um, uh, disease. Um, uh, oh, right, okay, thank you. Uh, and, um, and uh, yeah, so, so um, yeah, basically from, you basically, you, as a, she was fine, or, you know, she was a normal one-year-old, I think, and, but, it's kind of at that point they're thinking she's a little bit slow on um, on meeting her markers or something. I'm not sure what happens with kids, but you, you, yeah, you, I know you what you mean. Yeah. Things. Um, and so they basically took her for some tests, and you know, after about a year, year and a half or something, or year, they got the results back and said they had she had rets, and basically she's really her motor skills uh, are not going to develop, and it's going to go downhill. And so for the last since I've known her for the last ten years or so, she's been pretty much i don't know paraplegic would you say i don't know she's got no she's in a wheelchair can't move her limbs really and yeah can't speak and stuff um but uh so anyway yes yeah, so her dad steve um he's uh works at the bank that i used to work at and he's really really close to the top like proper proper two or three down from the top of the bank and <laughs> he is working even more hours than I could even imagine. Like, yeah. So a family he's got a daughter who needs him, help, and he'd be like, you know, we'd work until two o'clock every morning, uh, every day, over weekends, over his birthday, over whatever, because of all the problems. And and I was just looking at him, going, well, like I couldn't, I wouldn't even get to his level. And even if I did, what's the where's the enjoyment there? What's the point of that? What what so what 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 drives him? Do you know what what well, like? Because like I, I I find myself now thinking money's money's less less important like yeah, the, absolutely. the fulfillment you get from human interaction interaction especially those that you really love like your family and stuff it's so much more important than being in the office from 7 a.m till 2 a.m yeah four days a week yeah i mean but you know some people do get kind of blinded by the the most money wins kind of thing or, or they have commitments yeah. so oh, no, massive that they yeah. have to do it yeah 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 but you know there's there's the thinking of money but money is happiness or money allows affords you to be happy uh the people lose sight and think money is happiness but but so steve obviously like he like al his wife is telling me he feels guilty that he's not there to help with soph yeah, yeah. but the fact is he's he's got a good job and that affords them to have a decent house and to pay for the care and everything mm. like that so you know that's his motivation is is to you know to p- provide for his family i guess but um yeah. yeah, I guess it guess it comes that like I'm I'm not going to sort of pseudo or mansplain a uh, a situation such as that, but you kind of get to a point where you have to um, you have to make a decision about one or the other, and I guess yeah. a lot of people want to work to the point where they have enough money where they they can have both the the the, the, the lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. The lifestyle and and exactly. the um, yeah. So um, so yeah. So it's, so seeing him at family parties, that was another part where you just go, well, what's the point of me carrying on doing what I'm doing? There's no real goal. There's no real winner at the end of it. So you know, I have got to sort of jump out. Um, hmm. uh, Mum was always like, oh, but you need a decent pension and things like that. And but you're just going, do I know? Like, yeah, fuck it. The dad, fuck, the, like... the men in my family don't tend to last that long. So, um, <laughs> that's, I'll that's not a yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if I see you say, I'm not going to live that long, so fuck the pension. Is that what you're saying? Well, 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 cause sort of, yeah. So, so my, yeah, my, uh, my dad like died about, I don't know, seven years ago or something. And like, you know, sort of as I was thinking about all this stuff. And um, he died, I think, about two two years into his pension or something, like 67. Oh, wow. So wow. mum's, it was always quite a good argument. That mum's like, you need a good pension. I'm like, well, yeah, but dad had a good <laughs> <For you>. pension. <laughs> and he used two years of it. I mean, what's the fucking yeah. thing? I, 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 I feel like, years. but are we, are we, Austin, are we being irresponsible by <laughs> not kind of paying into a, a um, pension that could benefit your, your wife or whatever, your husband? Um <sighs> Yeah. Or is 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 it? Or have we reached a point in the kind of evolution of modern society where it really is about living in the now and 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 not worrying about or, or being concerned or, or building some sort of 
pot that's going to enable you to live comfortably in the future. But the most important thing is that if if you're if you're if you're spending so much time concentrating on the on on the moment you retire, so that you have loads of money, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, at, at sixty five, yeah. you're missing out so much. And what and what I find fascinating by you and really in, inspiring by what you've done is is you've left that you've left that security and and by security i i, I put that in inverted commas because security is is your is your health and and, and your well-being yeah, the right? illusion of security but, yeah yeah the illusion of security right but 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 a lot of people get trapped in that and do a job that they don't want to do for a long long time and then they get to the point where they're 65 and god willing they're healthy enough to live another 25 years like that's the best case scenario isn't it with with enough yeah. money yeah but there's now, there's right now where you could be enjoying well, exactly. everything. And, and my, I mean, my body's pretty buggered. They're pretty fucked as it is. Like, you know, I haven't treated it particularly well in my life. So um, no I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that in 25 years, how, how am I going to enjoy? What's the point? What's the point of having money then to enjoy? Because I won't be able to enjoy it almost. And then how how much happier are you since leaving? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I'm at peace, I think is probably the best way of putting it. Like, so yeah, literally, literally before I left, I was just sitting at my desk and I had just a song was in my head and it was, um, uh, fucking what's her name? Um, uh, fast car. What'd she do? What's her name? Fast car. Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Thank you. Yes. And the lyric, the line just went, um, uh, leave today or live and die this way, and yeah. and it was just oh going over and over in my head, and I was like, that's right, man. I'm literally gonna gonna just be here till I die, not enjoying it, hating everything, and um, or just quit. So yeah, basically, um, the idea was I didn't know what the what I wanted to do. I still don't know what I want to do, but it was basically just quit. Oh, I think and actually I think Trump had just come in and br- the Brexit had just been decided and stuff, and I was like, fuck, fuck western society bunch of cunts um and basically go to somewhere where they've kind of got real problems um and you know you might be able to kind of help the the kind of thing that you don't really realize is when you're when you're under the pressure so much and you're literally every day you're trying to despite all the odds trying to get you do your job well it really does take hit your confidence every day it really really does sort of drag it out of you so by the end like you know i was feeling like a, you know a worthless piece of shit and um you know the, the there's no real point you know of of kind of almost existing like so so yeah. basically when and this is and this is what these the, 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 this happens this is what happens isn't it this is what happens in in a society where it's all driven towards earning money and even when you're in a situation where you are earning between 40 and 50 grand and, and for for those outside of the UK 40 and 50 grand is about double what the national average earns and that's not to say it's a huge amount of money it does not mean that Austin's rolling around um with with sort of ladies in a night and bags of cocaine that isn't what was happening it's just you you know you're 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 in a different situation to to, to other people but it, you 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 end up in a situation where it, it can destroy you yeah completely completely like and, I said, we, were drink, and, we were drinking every night just to get over that day so you, you yes. had no money at the end of the month anyway because you would you would 10 pound a beer in canary wharf <laughs> yeah 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 it's fucked it's fucked. Uh, do you know? Look, uh, I think we're going to end it here because yep. uh, my missus is itching to get into the kitchen and start cooking. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, and I, I've said this a couple of times in the most recent podcast. I do cook for my missus. I do. You know, there, there isn't like a, um, you know, a sexual divide about who who uh, who cooks and whatnot. But, but, um, I just want to say, like, what when you started talking to us the other day, and when I whenever I'm. I have many conversations with many people through the podcast, through Noel's Bard or, or people I meet at Tottenham or whatever it is. And someone says something and a light bulb pops into my head and I think, yeah, fuck, I want to talk to that person. Just quickly, do you find that? Do you find that now? Like you're almost spider senses are out. Every conversation you have, every, everywhere you go is almost, you are now itching for content. No, no, because, because I, this is the, 
one like, I've never been very good at school. I didn't get good grades at school. I, I the only thing I could do at to- uh, at Tottenham. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, at school was uh, uh, was write and 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 like be editorial and you know do well in that aspect. Every everything else, I you know I left school before GCSE, so I wasn't. I'm not academic. But the one thing that I've always had that I not you know i'm not picking myself up here i just appreciate that this is something i'm relatively good at is just suddenly thinking ah that's interesting i need to talk to that person or uh that's an opportunity i need to go down that path and that uh, or read reading something i don't know i don't know why uh or, or, or whether it is a valuable thing but i just feel like it, when when i speak to someone they say something interesting i want to i want to speak to that person for for, for longer and what i've clearly is i mean you've you've done very well to create the environment and the work so you can do that but also the popularity no. of it people yeah but that, that's that's based to all of that in terms of the fighting cock is based on the my relationship with the other guys like the, the relationship the fighting cock is what it is because of all the others and the way we interact with each other spurs is the conduit to uh to 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 us to to yeah. To, to me, T, Ricky, Windy, Bardi, all, all of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and what brings us together is Tottenham. The conduit is Tottenham. But um, it's it's just about it's got nailing or, 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 or letting people into that, that conversation or nailing the conversation that relates to other people. And it's it's something that's built over over many, many years. And, um, you know, the, the fighting cock started because of a conversation. Well, it wasn't even a conversation. It was an email that I sent to Spooky when I was drunk saying, I want to start a podcast. I really like Dear Mr. Livy. Will you come on board? And he was like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so it's just about seeing an opportunity and going for it. And that's it. But you, but you, like you're saying, it's, you, you're saying, questioning whether there's like the value in your kind of editorial thinking, but clearly there is because it's been successful and, and people want to hear the ideas and conversations that you have. So, you know, God bless you. Well done. Thank you. That makes me feel, honestly, it makes me feel very good when you say stuff like that. When when anyone says says stuff like that, uh, it's, it's, it's a lovely thing. And and it's been a lovely thing talking to you, mate. And, and and it was a, a lovely thing that you did for the young girl. Uh, who yep. had who has Rett's disease? The fact that you walked across a thousand miles through Spain is it's a thousand kilometers, but yes, it's still felt let's, like let's it. say miles. Let's say miles, <laughs> oh, right? Because it, it? yep. well, it's just the the truth is what you believe it to be. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you, mate, and I'd absolutely love to meet you one day in real life and have a beer. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 